Hello, this is Pastor Jay of Let Us Reason Together Talk Show. Stay tuned for exciting commentary on the events and the things that are happening in this world. Stay tuned. Peace. Hello, this is Pastor Jay of Walker Truth Radio Network. Today is Real Talk Weekend. Yes, I haven't done a show in a long time. I've just been gathering my thoughts, and uh, this is a great time to do a show. This is a great time to be a thinker. This is a great time to be one who has ideas Once you, if you're going to be an entrepreneur. So today we're going to talk about, in this time of discouragement, there's an opportunity to take advantage of the disadvantages of today in a good way. It's a time to take advantage in a good way the disadvantaged things that are happening today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anytime there's a disadvantage in society, there are those who are going to take advantage of it and prosper from it. We get the saying, turn lemon into lemonades. And this is one of those times, this is one of those epic times in the world where if you have an idea, if you are an entrepreneur, if you want to try something different, this is an opportune time because the job that you counted on for 20 and 30 years, your education and all those things that are part of the normal Western way of doing things where you go to school to get a job, maybe and I want to challenge your thinking, being dismantled as we speak. This is what I want to uh, point out to you. There are alternative educational programs being offered now for high-tech jobs. Not necessarily they're saying that they need these people now. So going to college and learning art history and learning sociology and learning psychology. And yes, there has to be a certain level of competence of the English language and math, but they need these people now and they need to be specifically trained to do computer coding and things within the tech industry. So the major tech companies have created alternative educational institutions to do those things. Also, there's a lack of people who can build stuff and make things and fix things meaning that this is an opportune time for tradesmen people who pursue a trade electrician plumber the hottest one HVAC you needed that all over the planet and this is the opportune time to whereas if you're young enough in mind and heart and you're well enough in body and spirit, you might decide doing your hiatus from your job. You might decide to take on the opportunity to get educated in a trade. In this time of the pandemic, there are going to be two types of groups, two, two groups of people that I want to identify. And there may be more and subsections, but just think about this. There are those who will not recover economically because their job will not exist past this pandemic. And there are those who will have their job 
but will probably take on more responsibility at their job for the same pay. And they can't really ask for more because the person that lost their job would gladly take that spot. So you're going to have a, a large group of qualified workers that are willing to work for less. And then you're going to have those who are called the entrepreneurs, the dreamers, who will take this time of hiatus, confusion, and and, 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 and disruption and will decide to pursue their dreams and their goals that they had laid on the shelf because they have come to a conclusion that they can't count on what they used to count on to sustain them. There's no security in any job of today because one way or another, it can be over with within a one or two minute conversation and there's no recourse. We're not talking about you getting fired for doing something uh, uh, in the gray area, but we're talking about downsizing. We're talking about uh, pandemic. We're talking about hard economic times for these jobs, even having a union job is not guaranteed because if they don't need as many cars and there's not as many people building cars, and I'm just using that industry as an example, then they there's no point in just keep making cars. Because then the, the volume goes up of cars that are not bought because we don't have people who can buy them. So they have to rethink the model of what's really going on. And that's what's happening. And during this time, the worker is caught in the middle trying to hold on to yesterday when it's today. You, you can't count on yesterday. You can't count on everything the way you did it in the past. You have to be flexible to be able to change and move in a different direction at a moment's notice. At a moment's notice. I forget what movie I was watching. Uh, it was a movie where there was uh, Robert De Niro and uh can't forget I can't forget the other guy um Al Pacino and they were playing uh opposites of each other and one was a thief and he said he never got attached to nothing that he couldn't leave in the next 10 minutes or something like that and, and he was saying that things can change so rapidly if you get too attached to something that holds you in the same position you have a better chance of getting caught off guard. And what I'm saying to you today, for the new thinkers, try to position yourself that no matter what happens, you're not caught off guard. Pay attention to the signs and, and pay less attention to the talking heads on either political side and look what's really going on. The welfare state is just around the corner, maybe a couple of decades of being created, meaning that those who are in, believe that the government should take care of them will get more and more and more because I'm hearing good, hardworking people telling me that they don't want to go back to work because of the amount of money that the government is giving them during this little bit of time. This is just an experiment. This is just the, uh, the first shot to see how you respond. And if the response from people is... I make more money being off of work than going to work. That incentive, that's an incentive to become dependent on the government for your well-being. And if you depended upon the government for your well-being, 
down the line, those who are actually paying the taxes to take care of you will revolt, will rebel and set a situation that your entitlement will end up in emotional, financial, spiritual, educational, disadvantaged slavery. Not slavery with chains, but slavery to the system where you feel entitled. The education system of learning online is going to be a disadvantage to the poor. Going to be a disadvantage to the poor because what most people assume is everybody has internet. Everybody has a laptop. Everybody has an iPhone or Android phone. But they don't use those devices to learn. What do they use them for? To play games that keep them asleep, that separates them from the reality of what's going on. And now, this is just an experiment. How well are the people going to accept being told what to do from the time they come on this earth until the time that they leave? Depending on the government, and if you think about it, the government becomes more powerful when the people have no alternative but to rely on it for its well-being. The government of the United States, whether you like it or not, was not created to be the catch-all for everything that it is now. It's almost at biblical proportions. We have more laws than any other country in the world, and yet and still, we lock up more people than any industrialized so-called free country in the world. That's something to think about. We kill more children in the womb and out of the womb than any industrialized country in the world. So, I want you to think about this. What are you going to do during this time you should be thinking? And thinking is not getting wrapped up in the political uh, uh, arena because the political arena cannot solve this problem. All the political arena can do is create things that will sustain itself and those in power to enslave you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. That's all it, that's all it can do. It has to maintain, it's a system and systems have to maintain themselves. These are systems that that are worldly systems that, that spend a lot of time confusing the masses but maintaining its superior position over them. There's going to be a lot of compromise and capitulation going on. There are going to be those who you think are not going to give in to it but they're going to be offered the carrot and they're going to give in and they're going to go with the system because they see their survival. They see what's going on and it's almost like choosing sides. Are you going to choose to be a loser or are you going to choose to be a winner? Now, for the thinkers, you, me, won't, if we're alive, we won't escape the natural progression of what's going on. But we can prosper for our families during this time of disadvantage and take advantage of it in a good way that once this is done, 
however many years and decades is done, you can position your family members, your, your friends and associates to be ready to come out in a better position. And that's going to take planning, thinking, sacrificing, suffering, patience, encouragement, and a lot of prayer. And a lot of prayer. I just want you to think about these things because it's going to get worse, way worse before it gets better. Way worse before it gets better. And this uh, racial game, and I call it a game because it's quite interesting and, and funny, this racial situation in the United States. The only part that I'm disturbed about, because if you're an African-American and your parents talk to you, and I, and I think what has happened in America too, some African-American parents have stopped talking to their kids because they're too busy trying to get paid. So their kids end up uh, being socially, economically, and politically, and spiritually ignorant. And it's all about the money. And they don't know even about the money. They don't teach them how to even write a check. I, I mean, I have, in my business, I have ran into... 30 year old men and women who don't know how to fill out a check or balance a checkbook let alone write out a check balance a checkbook they don't even know how to conduct business by paying their electric bill other than going into the store and paying their bill there they don't even know that they can mail their bill in or that they can pay over the phone or on the internet. But yes, they have a computer. Yes, they have a phone. They have everything they need, all the hardware they need to come into the 21st century and do what's required. But I digress. Let me get back. So, you got this situation whereas The people just are ignorant. They just don't know. And I would have to put the, the the center of the ignorance in the laps of the parents. This children having children, having children, having children, having children, I think I said it enough generationally, has caused a lack of maturity and wisdom to be in the group that has done that, whoever, whatever race they are. And this racial game that's being played, this racial situation is being played out before my eyes. The most disturbing part about it to me as an African-American pastor thinking is this. Imagine that I had a congregation full of Caucasian people and I'm African-American. And I've been preaching to them. I've been teaching them. I've been doing as the Bible said. And I've been loving them. And then 20 years down the line. What has happened happened. And then all of a sudden. Most of them come up to me and tell me. They're sorry. And I would wonder. You've been smiling in my face all this time. What are you sorry for? Now, some of them are ignorant enough to say they're sorry for ancestors they don't even know. 
But, uh, Caucasian, some Caucasian people act like every Caucasian on the planet owns slaves. That's not true. Okay. They were indentured servants and they had to work, you know. Come on now. But they're sorry. Okay. Uh. But what are they really sorry for? Have they been sitting in the congregation all this time with racist mentality? And that's my concern. Have some of these churches, these my Caucasian so-called brothers and sisters in Christ, have they been sitting in congregations and listening to this gospel and actually still believing that they are superior because they're Caucasian or let me put it simply this believing that Jesus is white and European what a head game that's been played on them there's no way that they could read that Bible that King James version and come up with Jesus being white were the two most talked about nations in the Bible, Ethiopia, Egypt, Jerusalem, and Babylon. That's four. And none of them are European. How is it possible? But the head game has been played on them because God had allowed them and I, and, and I understand this allow them the opportunity to have great responsibility and they squandered it making themselves God and some of these people my Caucasian brothers and sisters are actually sitting in church looking down upon all the colored people as if they are doing us a favor so therefore they are guilty now for being a racist but they've been in church and exposed to the gospel. And what I'm concerned about is which gospel has they been listening to? The American gospel that causes racism, that causes division, that causes uh, uh, economic inequality and sexism? Yes. And now they want to walk up to me and wash my feet? No. No. Let me let you off the hook because we, in general, are forgiving people. No matter what we believe in, by nature, somehow or another, we survive because we can forgive. And I forgive you for sitting in church all this time and having racist, uh, elitist, superior thought processes going through your mind and thinking the Bible condones it. Has the word of God been misused since it's been written? Yes, it has. But it is a sad commentary on Christians in America if you have used the Bible to foster your superiority over another people when the Bible clearly says in so many different chapters of the Bible we are all sinners all of us every nation 
every people, every tongue, and every tribe. We need a savior. And that's why they didn't give a description of Jesus. The Holy Spirit was smart. He said Jesus was basically nothing to look at because he was not like David. He was not like Saul, but he was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and our Savior. You wanted the Messiah to look like you and what you needed to listen to was the message that redeemed everybody. And until you repent for having your racist superiority complex thought processes, you are not saved. The cross is the equalizer for everyone. And if you truly believe in the word of God, then those thought processes and philosophical things will dissipate. Just, what, just like I don't have any African American identity in the sense of who I am in Christ Jesus. I am Pastor Dr. James Sutton, the son of Velma and James Sutton Sr. in Christ Jesus. And I deal with people how they deal with me, but my thought processes are centered in Scripture. And when I see the level playing field that Scripture points us on, that scripture commands us to do, then I'm able to be a thinker and a lover of people. So what you're looking for, world, that you think that you can find in legislation, in, in taxpayers throwing money at it, building buildings and community centers, until you can change the heart of the community, there's not a brick and mortar building that you can build that will bring the people together even if it's a church building. Even if it's a church building. Until you can change the hearts, there's not a building, there's not a program, there's not, there's not, there's not a legislative act, there's nothing that you can do to change the heart of man that is made by the hands of man or thought upon by man's philosophy that will cure the evil in his heart. Men prefer darkness rather than light because their hearts, minds, and deeds are evil. That's what the books say. So we need to think about this. We need to think our way through this. Please feel free to send me a comment. Drop me a line. You can do so by emailing me at s-u-t-t-o-n-968 at gmail.com. You can also email me at w-i-t-m-i-n at yahoo.com. You can also email me at walkintruthministries at yahoo.com. And I'm also on WhatsApp under Pastor J. And, uh, Look on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, James uh, Sutton II. Follow us at Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Facebook and let us reason together Facebook. And that's where you're probably listening. Please follow. 
or you can subscribe. Go over to subscribe to our um, YouTube page, Walk in Truth Radio Network. This is what's been on my mind. I would love to hear what's on yours. And if you want to come on and be a guest and let's talk about it, we can make arrangements to do so. Again, I want to thank you in advance for all the prayers and the support that you've been, uh, that people have been giving uh, me and the ministry. Um, again, if you want to donate, uh, you can. Look at the bottom, follow the prompts, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, and all the rest. But you know, it's more important that we have this dialogue right now. And we need to do it now so we won't be in our emotions later. This is Pastor Jay of Walk Truth Radio Podcast and Senior Pastor of Walk and Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Let us reason together. Always be peaceful and gracious to all those who you encounter. Peace.